live from New York City. This is the Prayer Revolution. My name is Doyal, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Vera, who's patching it all the way from Alachua, Florida. And uh, we're very glad to be here. Welcome, everybody. This is our morning daily prayer podcast, where we take a moment to pause, to pray, to connect, to remind ourselves of divine will in our life, and to remind ourselves, really, of, of, of who we are and what our purpose in life is. Um, mm-hmm. And that it, in forgetting those two things, so many problems come into my life. And, and, and not just problems of like, oh, I don't, I didn't, you know, when I start praying, I get the promotion that I wanted or everything falls into place. But um, more internally, I start to feel I, the, the things that are happening. It's not that the things in my life start to change, but the things that in my life, I start to, they start to make more sense. And I'm able to bring a fresh perspective to my, to my day, to my life, to my circumstances. And so we pray for that. We want that. And there's um, a lot to be said about that. But we start every morning with a beautiful prayer from, from, from Vera that he shares with us. And then, um, and then we discuss and we just have a little conversation. That's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Super grateful to be with you, DG, be with all you guys and uh, have this opportunity to pray. So it's, we'll jump into it. Those of us that are uh, not familiar, go ahead and just take a pause in your day. This will just be a couple minutes, um, but give, this, uh, give yourself an opportunity just to have the full experience, to pause whatever you're doing, and to just you know, sit down, stand, find stillness, start to connect to your breath, taking some nice deep inhales and, out- and, and exhales, and to soften your body, just to relax your body. Maybe we're holding some tension, maybe there's some stress or there's something we're concerned about or we're just unconsciously just holding a tense body right now. Just soften your body, relax a little bit. Soften the mind and get into a space of receiving. In prayer, we open ourselves up to receive grace. We call out an individual heart calling out to our source calling out to our higher power, reconnecting our soul with God, with the divine. All this happens just with this simple act of prayer. So in that mood, opening ourselves up, I'll read something that is a uh, little modified excerpt from the Bhagavad Gita. We were reading this last night. My dear Lord, as we travel from one body to another, Deep down, we retain the memory of our true selves and with it knowledge of our loving relationship with you. This memory haunts me, moves me, and inspires me to search for perfect love in this world. As eternal beings, we cannot bear the repeated experience of death or having to part from those we love. In our pursuit of love and happiness, we suffer the pains and misfortunes of this imperfect existence. Sometimes in this frustrated state, we hear your voice as super soul within our heart, reminding us from within of our eternal spiritual nature. Or we hear you in the sources of sacred wisdom or from the mouths of self-realized souls. Then, like the sunrise illuminating this dark world, spiritual knowledge arises in our hearts 
and we awaken on the path of self-realization. My dear Lord, help us to seek out your love today, that perfect love that every one of us are seeking. Help us to connect to that through gratitude, through appreciation, through loving devotional service. Through this prayer today, help us to reconnect to your love and help us to set our bearings, help us to set our compass. The true north that we're seeking is your love. Help us to take steps toward that today. And in this prayer, help us to know that that's really what we're seeking. That's really what we're looking for. And for that to be more situated, more clear within our own consciousness. I'm calling out your holy names. Ask that you give us strength, you give us courage, you give us clarity of vision to be able to see that it's your love and nothing more that we're seeking in this life. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. There so much. Thank you, Bob. Um, last, uh, last January, what's this past January? Just like a few months ago. Seems like it was in another era. But, um, this past January, Veer Bhajra and I, I had the blessed opportunity to co-lead an uh, India pilgrimage um, starting at the end of January, going into the beginning of February. Um, people can't hear me? Am I not heard? Can you hear me? Can, you hear, can everybody hear me on Zoom? Okay, everyone hear me on Zoom. Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Um, and so uh, we started at the end of January, going to the beginning of February. It's a, it's, it's a pilgrimage that... Um, that uh, Vera and his wife Diana take every year, but this year because of their newborn baby, Diana stayed back, and I got to I got to join them, and uh, and uh, we went to the Govardhan Echo Village, we went to Rishikesh, and we went to Vrindavan, and uh, it was such a strong bond, and um, it was it was very interesting that uh, when we got to Rishikesh, normally um, my understanding of the itinerary is that. They do this hike. To, they go. They drive to the top of this big hill, and they see the sunrise. And then they hike down this big hill, and it's so beautiful. And the, it was Vera said it was the coldest, worst weather he'd ever seen in Rishikesh <laughs> when we were there. And literally, all of that got shut down. Like it just, we basically just, you know, we were able to go to the Ganga and take a take a dip in the Ganga. It was very cold. But aside from that, we were just we were kind of inside a lot. Um, and uh, we just totally restructured our itinerary to just kind of be inside. And we just had these deep sanghas and kirtans. And it, the energy was very just kind of like internal. And, um, and it ended up being very sweet. Um, it was really a time when we all kind of just went very internal and, and we connected with each other in a very deep way. It was very, it was actually kind of very beautiful. And um, those bonds and those connections stayed so strong that we've continued meeting once a week, our, our little group on Monday evenings, just reading and discussing the Bhagavad Gita. And so we had a session last evening and um, what Vera was reading, that prayer came up. We were reading that section in the Bhagavad Gita and uh, um, it was from the 15th chapter. We were reading Rancho Prime, a disciple of Srila Prabhupada wrote this beautiful version of the Bhagavad Gita. And uh, we were reading that, and so it was, I, I was, I was. That was a section that we really focused on. So I'm glad you brought that up. It was really sweet, and mm. and and I was as I was thinking in our time in India, it was like, wow, that 
we kind of had our own. It was like a very mini soft lockdown in Rishikesh, you know, mm-hmm. due, just due to the weather. And um, but that really brought us, gave us such an opportunity to be like, okay, all our plans of going to see the sunrise and hiking down this beautiful hill and going to all these places that's on hold. So let's readjust and let's let's take shelter of what we have with us just mm-hmm. in this room here. And we really we really took that shelter. And that, that that really I think it created such a gateway for us to take the next leg of our journey into Vrindavan, where we will go to the sacred village, which from material vision might seem not so spiritual sometimes because it's just, you know, it's just it might just seem like another place in India. Um, but because of I think that depth that we took internally, we were able to kind of see something with a broader vision and I was just relating that to our time here now in lockdown. And it's just kind of like uh, um, the ability to, to kind of refocus and recenter ourselves and take these opportunities. So I was appreciating that time that we could spend in India. And I was also appreciating the, the group that we have, the, the bonds we were able to take with the group still afterwards and also the section that you just brought up of, of uh, what you read. I was really, really grateful you mentioned all of that. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're bringing me back to Vrindavan, bringing me back to India and those sacred moments that we had and, and to be able to, to see, you know, it's like, okay, what are we really looking for? It's just this constant recalibration that's taking place. Uh, what are we looking for in our life? What's going to actually bring us the fulfillment that we're seeking? And, and we're, we're telling ourselves, we're studying, you know, there's the, the philosophy that makes sense, you know, the Vedic philosophy and Bhagavad Gita in so many ways, it, it makes so much sense intellectually. And uh, to actually give ourselves that focus, you know, like you were saying, like to go internal, to, it may be raining outside, plans may change, things may go this way or that way. That's all just kind of like a, a secondary element to our life, you know, that God's will is unfolding and, and we're doing the best that we possibly can to understand that. And none of us will ever probably fully understand that in these bodies, in this material world, but we're doing the best that we can to love God. We're doing the best that we can to be instruments of his grace and, 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 and to shower that and to share that abundantly with the people that we come around and people that come across our path. And what's needed to recalibrate, you know, what's actually needed. And Srila Prabhupada, when he talks about Krishna consciousness, it's a moment-to-moment state of consciousness. That's what we're, that's what we're going for. We're going for this, this moment-to-moment state of, you know, Bhakti Louie and his pup, you know, that that love flows deeper and deeper, you know. And, and for all of us, the relationships that we have with our coworkers and with our family and with our, you know, Bhakti is relationship. Bhakti is, mm. it is, is the essence of divine love and relationship and we're seeking that perfect love nothing else is going to satisfy us and so to to recalibrate and to see man every single moment bhakti tirtha swami talks about in spiritual warrior that we're in the school of love every single moment i'm just trying to love and man i forget that like like a goldfish every seven seconds i'm like I'm, so, I'm, I'm here to love and I'm like, I'm here to like, you know, take care of myself. Like, that's why I'm here. Like, I, I got, I got, you know, business to take care of, you know, yeah. I got money. I got money to make. I got pleasure to experience. I got, and, and not that those things are wrong. We're not, we're not categorizing and separating like that, but the state of consciousness of I, me, my first, I, me, my first is going to bring me fulfillment. It's going to bring me pleasure. It's going to bring me satisfaction. Mm. And, 
you know, wrong, you know, it doesn't, it's, it's not going to do it. It's not going to do it as much as I try to control, as much as I try to go there. Mm. It's not going to do it. It's, it's my heart wants to experience love. And, and that is, that, that is the agony that we feel in our hearts and our consciousness as the agony that we feel, the pain, the suffering, you know, like you were talking about yesterday, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Richard Rohr is saying, yeah, that there is a, uh, there's a homesickness. That's what I'm feeling. Mm. Feeling a homesickness of my heart, my soul and connection with mm. the divine. And until that love is felt, nothing will satisfy the heart. Nothing will satisfy the soul. So we're wandering. We are wandering through this world looking for that love. And you are, you're reminding us, DG, to, to go, you know, how can we, in our moment-to-moment life, no matter what's going on, it's raining, it's sunshine outside, it's hot, it's cold, to be able to remember, I'm looking for love and I'm looking to share and express love toward God and toward everybody um, that comes across my path. And, and uh, mm. we, we're just working on it, right? We're, every morning, we're, we're working on it with, with prayer revolution, one prayer at a time, one conversation at a time to, to align our consciousness with the divine. And, and so... Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in too many faces. Just don't. I was just thinking of that. I was thinking, yeah. what, what was that? Um, with that verse that you mentioned, or the you mentioned that paragraph, um, of uh, that 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 vision or something haunts me. What was that line you just read and the line leading up to that? That's yeah, really powerful. I wanted to just go back to that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, and, and, and I, I highly, highly recommend any one of you, any of you guys that are tuning in right now, just like even if you take 30 seconds a day to, to, to tap into your own heart and to, to write a prayer, to write your conversation with God, it's just so beautiful and it's so, it's so enriching and it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of time, um, but it gives so much connection. When I, when I write these prayers and I, I'll read them out a couple of times, and like I read them and like, like I try to read it from, you know, from my heart. I try to read it with energy, with emotion, with, you know, like that I'm having a conversation, that we're sitting together in a room and that we're face to face. And, and uh, so I highly, highly recommend that if any of you guys haven't tried it before. It's a beautiful practice. And mm. Yeah. I'll read. Let me read it. Yeah. As we travel from one body to another, deep down, we retain the memory of our true selves and with it, knowledge of our loving relationship with you. This memory haunts me, moves me, and inspires me to search for perfect love in this world. As eternal beings, we cannot bear the repeated experience of death or having to part from those we love. It's it's unbearable, right? It's like the nature of the soul is eternal, and the nature of the soul is is that there's no end, there's no block, there's no barrier, there's no dam to this mm. ever-flowing love from the heart. So this artificial material existence where we have to stop and, and, and people die and hearts break and it's kind of like, wait a minute, like what's going on? Like mm. there's something wrong with this. You know, there's, some, there's, yeah. there's something wrong with this situation. My, my heart is not meant to stop loving. You know, these relationships are not meant to end. They're meant to, there's an eternality to it. There's an ever expansion to that love that we, um, you know, 
yeah, we get we, we kind of get a, a a little bit of a, a side swipe, you know, with death yeah. in the material world. It's kind of- yeah, it's it's like there's like um there's like a homing device in all of our hearts. That's kind of like that's I love that sense of like that that memory haunts me because it, it it's sort of like um it's 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 we're not creating anything in the heart. We're literally just reawakening what is already there. Um, it's kind of like the example I use often when I'm when I'm teaching kirtan is like um, the soul. It's kind of like buried in the rubble of our material identities. You know, like um, you know, there was different times in the news where like there'd be like miners trapped in some deep cave somewhere, like something they something collapsed and like something blew up and they were just like trapped beneath this rubble. Or like sometimes it'd be like earthquakes, massive mm-hmm. earthquakes, and they're searching for survivors amidst all of the broken buildings and. And so it's like that soul is down deep buried. And it's like every time I, I take on a particular identity, anytime somebody says something about me, my material identity, positive or negative, and I believe it, I'm adding bricks and rubble to that pile of covering over my false self. Someone says, oh, you're such a beautiful, you know, somebody, somebody makes a comment, a beautiful comment about my body, about my material intelligence or about my success. And I believe it, like, ooh, thank you. It's like, oh, I'm just adding on to the rubble. And someone tells me something negative. Oh, you're ugly or you're stupid or you're failure, whatever. I also adding to the rubble because I'm accepting both. And then we hear the constantly through that even mindedness, happiness and distract, victory, defeat, fame and, and infamy, et cetera. And because I don't want to be adding to that rubble. And I'm, and I'm actually that, that soul, that light. And so I kind of like you, you search and you search and you pull away those bricks and those, 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 those boulders and those stones and all that rubble. And you start to see this, this, this shining light of the soul that's deep down in there. And so it's, it's, it's recreating that. Like we have, we have divine connection with, with Supreme Spirit. We have that divine connection with God. And it's, just, it's, like, it's like a faint memory, you know? And it's like we're kind of like... We're looking for that, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, it, we can't let it go. And the thing is, when we recognize, oh, that's what I'm actually looking for, everything clicks and makes sense. But if I don't know that's what I'm actually looking for, I'm going to keep getting frustrated again and again and again. Why isn't this working? I'm broken. I'm unlovable. Life's pointless. It never works. But we don't realize that we're just looking i was actually looking at the lyrics to the song by johnny lee looking for love in all the wrong places it's a very profound song actually i don't know if he 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 didn't mean it for god i think he was just looking for a girlfriend probably but it's a very it's a very profound song looking for love in all the wrong places you heard you know that song i i sounds familiar yeah it sounds familiar it's an old country song i'm I'm into it Bubba. he says and i quote sing it dg sing it well, AJ was earlier, I was singing the song and AJ's like, why did you stop? Like, well, keep going. And I was like, because I don't know all the lyrics. That's all that I knew. <laughs> just, all right, sing it. Get that bass out. Let's go, but baby. But I've listened to QT. He's, it's, it's, I mean, it's so profound. He says, well, I've spent a lifetime looking for you. And really, we spent lifetimes. I mean, this whole mm-hmm. journey, there's like, like I said, there's like a homing device in our heart that's, that's bringing us back to, to Krishna. And we don't, we don't realize it. What was it? Um, um, was it, George Harrison, the preface of the Bhagavad Gita is like, we're all, look, you know, we're, we're all looking for Krishna. Some of us know it, some of us don't, mm-hmm. you know? And he said, we spent a lifetime looking for you. Single bars and good time lovers were never true, mm-hmm. right? Single bars and good time lovers were never true. Playing a fool's game, hoping to win. 
and telling those sweet lies and losing again. I just keep losing. Well, Bryn's posting on the platform, looking for love in all the wrong places. I'm not sure if I'm promoting. I don't know Johnny Lee as a person, so I'm not propagating his songs or his music. But if you want to take into spiritual context, then he says, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces, searching their eyes and looking for traces of what I'm dreaming of, hoping to find a friend and a lover. I'll bless the day I discover another heart looking for love. And I was alone then, no love in sight, and I did everything I could to get me through the night. Don't know where it started or where it might end. I turned to a stranger, just like a friend. Mm. I turned to how many strangers in the material world, not just like people, but just things that we just assume, this is my friend. You know, I was talking with somebody the other day, just, just dealing with addiction, whether it's alcohol or something else. Like, remember, we, we, we become friends with the things that, that actually bring us down that actually create vacancy and emptiness in our heart. We, we think that those things are our friends. Mm. I was looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces, searching their eyes and looking for traces of what I'm looking for. So it's, it's just like kind of relating to me in, the, in what I'm looking for in the material world. And, but that you mentioned, back to what you read, that memory haunts me mm. and it inspires me and it moves me. That, that search is not false. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what happened. We get so frustrated with the, ser- with, the, with the fruitless search for love in the material world. We think that love must not exist. Relationship just must not exist. Let me, clo- let me shut off that valve of the heart. Let me, sh- let me shut it all down, everybody. But it's like, no, that search is true because there's, you're just responding to that homing device in your heart that's looking for, for genuine, true love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about it. It's like to, to be able to make that feeling in our heart a friend. Who here experiences that feeling in their heart? And it's like, oh, just, just take it away. Take it away, my Lord. I don't want to feel it no more. I don't want to feel it. It's like, a, it's like those blues songs, right? It's like, oh, man, the heart is being squeezed from within. You know? and, and we feel those those uh, intense emotions, we feel that despair and we feel that hopelessness and we want to give up mm. and we lose faith and, and it's so frustrating. We get angry and sad and oh, and that's all, that's the aching of the heart looking for that love. It is the aching of our heart. It's looking for that connection with the Lord and, and, and that my, in my life, you know, and, and talking, we, we talked about this early on in the podcast, you know, some of the first ones we were doing and, so much of my life I've been spent fighting that feeling. So much of my life I've been I've spent making that feeling the enemy. You know, to do anything to mm. avoid that feeling, to do anything to avoid that feeling. And and I'm finding in my life actually now that it's it's actually a dear friend. It's actually a dear friend that's coming to teach me something that's coming to to help show me the way back to that love back to that that life of love that i'm seeking that life of connection with the divine that i'm seeking and it's not going to stop aching until that connection is is had it's not going to stop aching Mm. so we got the we got this achy breaky heart we've all felt it we've all felt it country today We're going country. <laughs> Krishna goes country. Don't break my heart. My can break your heart. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting that um, when I, like, for example, I'm thinking of, like, in relationships and, um, you know, 
my wife and I, one time we, we were speaking to um, a mentor of ours and uh, she was saying how like, um, you're not allowed to reject bids of affection. Mm. You know, if someone's making a bid for affection, you have to accept that, mm. you know? And so um, in the sense, like whether, whether, you, whether you're angry or you had an argument or wherever you're at, if someone's trying to make a, a genuine bit of affection, you have, to, you have to accept that because otherwise it, 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 um, it furthers the wedge. It mm -hmm. furthers the wedge. And so like, for example, like if somebody just wants to, to hold your hand or come and give you a hug or whatever that might mean. And so, but it might be really, really hard because mm. you're hurt or, you know, they're the, they're, the, they're the worst person in the world. They're wrong. Everything's their fault. And, you know, why should I even uh, I, I give them the time of day what to speak of or respond to a bit for affection, you know? Mm. And so it's, 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 it's kind of like looking at that relationship that we have with Krishna. You know, we're looking for love in all the wrong places, but we're looking for love in all the wrong places, but, but our achy, breaky heart has been hurt. And therefore, we ignore or we don't recognize the bids for affection that Krishna's offering us on a regular basis. And we sometimes think that, you know, it's like, it's like that classic thing. Well, like, well, I'll apologize if they apologize, you know what I mean? Or like they need to do it first. So Krishna needs to apologize first for all the crap he put me through. Then maybe, maybe I'll start to show up in my spiritual life. And it's like, no, it's, 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 you know, who's going to go first. It's like, what are the bids of affection that I'm making? And in what ways am I, noticing the bids for affection that Krishna is offering me on a regular basis. And sometimes it needs, it can just start that way simply. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to just be, okay, I'm just going to jump into this fully surrendered, loving, you know, blissful, every God is everywhere and it's beautiful and oh, epiphany, you know, but it can just be like, okay, I'm just going to start just a little bit to kind of glance over and start to start to, to mend things a little bit by, small little bids for affection or it's not even that things are broken and i need to fix them but it might just be that things are going okay but i want to deepen it you know i don't i don't i don't want to coexist you know what i mean sometimes sometimes uh married couples or relationships you know it's like okay we we, we can we can we can coexist we're we're, we're roommates you know we, we're, we're able to respectfully live in the same vicinity without you know being mean it's like i don't want that either i want deep genuine like love you know i want a passion i want a passion for divine love and so let me make deposits into that emotional bank account so i don't have to see my 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 sadhana my spiritual practice or my my prayer as a means of like obligatory duty it's it's a, it's a way for me and making a deposit into that emotional bank account because i want to i want to uh i want to uh i want to increase that level of affection mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, no, the, the question is then the where, how am I receiving the bids of affection Krishna's offering? Am I seeing them as bids for affection and mm -hmm. I'm responding to them as bids for affection? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes some, uh, that takes some, some courage and that takes some certain, some love goggles on, right? We got to put the love goggles on to be able to see that and to feel that. And it's not a, yeah, man, when we're feeling other types of emotions, it can be hard. Like you're saying, DJ, to, to shift into that gear of actually opening ourselves up to receive it, right? We don't want to believe in it. You know, we've kind of kind of put up these walls, you know, we put up these walls of all these these expectations. And and Krishna talks about that in the Gita. He said, you know, it's like the the have, do, be consciousness. Like 
I'm not going to love until like the world around me just transforms. And like, I am just the most loved being. I'm not going to love until that happens. I'm not going to do something until that happens. And, and, uh, and you're encouraging us saying, no, don't, don't start there. Don't start with the expectation of another, like start with the expectation of, of ourself and the way we're seeing the responsibility to see love, you know, to see the small bids of love and, and to, to see the opportunities to be able to, you know, give those bids of love. And, and that investment pays off. That investment gives us something of great value. And, and it, maybe it starts small, but it's like, you know, I was, I was, uh, you know, I get, I get these di different, I'm um, subscribed to different podcasts, different things like that. I'm always like looking at what people are doing in the world. And, and, uh, and, and I, I got this thing today, you know, it's, about Bitcoin, right? Invest $500 today. And like, you could make $5 million. You know, if you invest $5,000 today, you, you, you could be um, the next Bitcoin millionaire, you know? And, and, uh, and it's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I could, I could, I could be the next millionaire in love and connection with the divine. And right now, you know, this, this, this little investment that I think this little piece of paper with some words written down on it. You know, I think it's you know, 30 seconds, right? What is it? It's a few cents. It's a few moments of time and energy. And I think that, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't really have that much value, but it does, right? It's those small bids of affection, those small bids of love, those small offerings of devotion and the intention behind it, the mood behind it. And it awakens, it awakens that perfect love that we're looking for gradually slowly but surely it will awaken it so let's do it let's become bitcoin millionaires if you would let's like become. to if you would like to contribute to vera budger's investment please uh sign on to vera tanzi bitcoin campaign 2020.com um, he's taking donations of uh, of all types of varieties and so you can support all prayers i'm oh. taking donations of prayers we love you guys taking so much donations of inspiration taking donations of love i'm a thief I've, i'm like robin hood i'm stealing from you guys every single day if you would like to share some of your love to you can write at prayer revolution write to prayer revolution at bhaktisenter.org we're so glad to have you all with us tuning in every day um that's all the time we have for today we just kind of keep it short and sweet but we will see you all again tomorrow Again, you can write to us at prayerrevolution at buckthecenter.org. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback. We're going to start um, some of the questions that we get, and we're going to start um, looking at some of the questions and answering them here on our podcast on a particular day. And so if you have questions that come up today or at any other time, please do write to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your questions. We'd love to speak about the things that are on your mind. And so uh, please write to us there. And um, I'm really trying to get Vera's mom to come on as our first guest. And, um, and so that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. We, we should have a special guest day. And, uh, um, I have all kinds of thoughts and themes of, of ideas of days, special, special days we can do to, to give us focus on different days. And so one of them is, is a guest day. And so I'm trying to, to, to convince Vera to reach out to his mom and invite her onto the show. If, if you think that's a good idea, write to us at prayer revolution at buckdesenator.org. Send us in your fan mail, and uh, I'll forward that right on to Vera, and we'll pressure him into it. Um, please share these recordings. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. You can share with your friends or listen to later. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and subscribe and give us a five-star review. We would really love it. Um, and uh, that's it. Anything else, Vera? Oh, love you, bro.
Grateful we to love be you. with you guys. We love you guys all so, so much. Please be well. Please be well. Please be safe. Please stay connected. And we'll see you next time.